Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpacker Show. My name's Ethan McDowell, and I am here with Noah Fleischman. We're here to break down NC State's dominant win over Wake Forest, a 26-6 result on the road in Winston-Salem. NC State's seventh win of the year. They moved to 7-3 and three on the season. Ten wins still in play. Um, you know, third place in the ACC, you know, tied right at the top there with um, you know, UNC and Virginia Tech, their final two opponents. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about everything that happened in the game against Wake Forest. But before we do that, a quick housekeeping note. Noah and I are both writers for thewolfpacker.com. That is NC State's site on the On3 network. Um, we post you know, football info, basketball info, recruiting for all three sports and more all on the wolfpacker.com right now. If you're a first time subscriber, it's only $1 to join for your first month. So go check it out. Um, you know, premium recruiting scoops, um, team news analysis, uh, Noah's great story about Brennan's first game back in the starting lineup. It's all there. Go check it out on the wolfpacker.com. All right, Noah, what a win. Just complete dominance. From, from the first snaps of that game, it was so clear that NC State was the better team. The, the Wolfpack hasn't had good luck in Winston-Salem over the past 20-plus years. One win in their past 10 trips to Winston-Salem, that's not great. But they never allowed that negative energy to even come close to affecting the game. There was no sign of any struggle, really. They dominated from the first snaps. It was a complete performance by the pack. Um, you know, even with the quarterback change, everything going on, they, they just did not miss a beat. They looked fantastic on offense and defense, J- just complete flawless execution throughout the contest. Noah, what are your first initial thoughts on the 26 to 6 result over Wake Forest? I thought if you look at it on the defensive side of the ball, it was domination. I think at times, you know, NC State didn't let Wake Forest do anything for, you know, basically the whole first half. I mean, when you look at it, Wake didn't even get their first first down until there's five minutes to play in the first half. Seven three and outs um, or six three and outs. I think that, that says a lot right there about what, what NC State's defense was able to do. It was impressive, as you said, you know, the quarterback change, a lot of, you know, Noise outside of the program, you know, that's how a lot of teams call it, you know, everything going on. I mean, a lot of distractions could have, you know, let this team, you know, go in the Wake Forest and slip up. But they stayed focused. They they were able to go in there and, you know, come out with a really, really, I think, you know, resounding win. It was one that, you know, kind of makes a statement a little bit in the ACC of saying Brendan Armstrong is is playing well, um, which is a good thing to see. I don't think anyone knew how he was going to come out and play. Played one of his better games in the NC State uniform um, and, and was able to help them to the win. So overall, defense played well, really well. Offense did what it needed to do, put up 21 quick. And after that, it was uh, smooth sailing from there for NC State. Yeah, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find many issues with what the defense did. I mean, from the defensive line was 
getting pressure from the first drive. The linebackers were filling gaps well, rushing the passer row and tackling well. And then the secondary, you know, locked up like it has, you know, really well over the past few games. Just they really stepped up. We've talked about it pretty much every show, but they're, in my opinion, the reason why this defense went from a very good defense back to the elite standard that they reached last year and that um, this team holds it to. And, you know, Savion Jackson, he said after the game, like, it, it's not that big of a deal to them when they dominate like this. Sure, they're, they're happy about it. They'll celebrate it. But this is normal. This is NC State's defensive standard. And, you know, I understood when Wolfpack fans, when the players, when the coaches were seeming, they were bothered by, you know, UConn ripping off a long touchdown run. The same with Notre Dame. It, but they turned it around. And they played so sound, so explosive, so fast. And they're just making plays all over the place right now and playing with just a next-level confidence that's helped NC State go on this winning streak that they're on right now. And the offense, I mean, shoot, Brennan did a great job. His first downfield throw, he had, he had a pop pass on, on the first drive, but then his first, first downfield throw – was just a absolute just strike to Julian Gray. That's not an easy throw at all. That that was a that was a throw and a play call that was NC State's offensive staff being like, "All right, Brennan, let, let, let's see what you got." And he and he showed off some great velocity, got it in there to Julian, who scored his um, first offensive touchdown in a um, NC State uniform. So um, you know, good to see him get in the end zone as well. And you know. Not only did the defense establish its standard, its baseline of just pure dominance in the first quarter, um, the offense scored touchdowns on three of its first four drives. And it wasn't like, oh, they were just taking over short fields. No, these were, you know, long, sustained drives, um, either bolstered by a huge explosive play or just reliable, you know, steady progress on the ground you know they got a season high in rushing 268 yards it was just um it's that type of game for them it, every, everything was really clicking for the wolf pack and uh you know you said it was a statement win no and i completely agree i think that we we talked about how they just won two games against teams that they weren't expected to win in clemson and miami and then they come in to wake wake forest a game that they were favored in on the road and they dominate. They dominated like they were expected to. So, you know, great win for NC state, just a tremendous victory. And, um, you know, Noah, every week we like to go through the game and we like to pick out a turning point for, um, for each matchup. And I mean, (laughs) this, uh, this game, it was pretty straightforward from start to finish. It was just um, NC state was clearly the better team. They clearly wanted it more, I thought, and they played super hard, um, super hard for each other. They rallied around Brennan, but um, you know, I my my um turning point is the first drive of the game when Savion Jackson exploded into the backfield and got his first sack of the evening of the afternoon. I mean, shoot, uh, it, it was his first um multiple tackle for lost day this season. And, um, you know, he wears that number nine. That number nine means something in Raleigh, right? That's um, Mario Williams. That's Bradley Chubb. That, that is a hallowed number at NC State. And, you know, and he played up to that today. He has all season, to be honest. 
Um, he's been a great run stopping defensive lineman all year, but I thought, you know, he took it to another level with his pass rushing and um, Wake Forest offensive line really never stood a chance against NC State's defensive line. That's a pretty experienced group um, that has dealt with some injuries this year as well. But um, so that's my turning point. Um, they rattled Mitch Griffiths super early. He did not finish the game. Um, but, you know, they were just in the backfield early and often. They flustered the Wake Forest offense pretty much from the first play, and um, that set the tone immediately. Noah, what's your um, turning point from the game? Uh, it's an easy one. The first offensive play that NC State ran. Kevin Concepcion gets the ball in his hands, and it's goodbye. You know, he took off running down the field. Big explosive play. I think, you know, it was one of their most explosive plays of the game. But if you look, I'm trying to trying to pull it back up. You know, he had a run for 65 yards. Started, you know, on NC State's 16-yard line. Well, he ended up at, at Wake Forest 19-yard. Flips the field. We talked about Cade Newcastle flipping the field. Well, this flips the field on offense. He gets down to the 19. And then two plays later, Brennan Armstrong gets his first touchdown of the day. One of two, one through the air, one, one on the ground. But, you know, Casey's run, I think, set the tone. I think it also, you know, showed that NC State's offensive line could dominate Wake Forest's defensive line. You know, Brendan talked about it after the game of, you know, it's you, you talk about wanting to move the line of scrimmage, and that's where the game is basically won and lost, you know, most weeks is who controls the line. And NC State's offensive line, for the most part, was able to move the defensive line out of the way, open up holes for their runners to get through, and Casey did it. Brennan did it multiple times as well throughout the game, and I think that was a really big thing to see from this offensive line, which, you know, they've toyed around with it a little bit this year, and I think it's found something that works. It's worked the last, you know, few weeks, especially at Wake Forest. He was able to, you know, most of the part, keep Brennan on his feet, not really let too much pressure get through, and open up holes in the run game. When When you run the ball 50 times, your offensive line's doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, NC State, like they stayed ahead of the chains. That's a huge thing for this offense. Um, they're pretty good in those like short to medium yardage situations this year, but um, they stayed stayed ahead of the chains and uh, you know they converted five of their fourteen third downs and they were able to keep the ball moving, keep these drives sustained. Like I said earlier, and um, you mentioned the offensive line. I thought it might have been their best performance of the year. Uh, they were reliably. Uh, keeping Brendan pretty clean um, and just kind of, you know, controlling it, controlling the line of scrimmage. They were getting to the second level, you know, helping short plays become long plays. And just uh, th- there was one play I wanted to shout out in particular. It was a screen pass. It was a screen pass to Keon Lassane. And it was a play that they've called before. And Ant- what ha- Anthony Belton has to get out and block a defensive back, right? He has to sprint off the line. And that play, they didn't, they haven't executed it earlier in the season. But he got out there, he was hauling, and he ran over there and delivered a great block and sprung Keon the same for a first down. It was just plays like that. It was just the not only has the offense kind of figured out its personnel and kind of figured out what it's good at and what it needs to focus on this season. I think it's it's just executing better. It's just found a different gear, and um, it is playing at a level that is able to complement and you know win games because you know the defense has definitely played elite pretty much from the first couple games but now that offense has really stepped up and is um is looking good 
And uh, I, I don't think there was much of a drop off at all with the quarterback change. I thought Brennan did a really, really good job stepping into that role and um, playing a pretty good performance against the Demon Deacons. All right. So we're going to dive into our game balls. We're going to look at some of, um, you know, the top performances from the game. But before we do that, I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Game Time. Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace where you can look for anything from, you know, tickets to NC State Senior Day game against UNC, which could be a ranked matchup at this point if teams, if both teams win next week. Um, you have, you know, tickets to NC State basketball games, tickets to a concert, just pretty much anything you could be li looking for, Game Time has it. And, um, you know, if if you're like me, like I, I like to wait to the very last minute to buy tickets to stuff. And um, Game Time has it up until kickoff, tip off, or the first song of that concert. So go check it out. It's Game Time app or gametime.co on your web browser. It's not gametime.com, it's gametime.co. Um, my favorite thing about the app is when you pull it up on your phone, it shows you exactly where you'd be sitting if you bought that seat. I'll hold it up for you guys watching on YouTube. But you can see, you know, it has all the seats listed and it has the seat view right there for you. Right now, the um, cheapest ticket to um, NC State's matchup with UNC is $100. So that is a hot ticket right now, um, but go check it out. And if you do, use code WOLFPACK, all caps WOLFPACK, for $20 off your first purchase. Um, go check it out. It's the GameTime app or find it on your web browser at GameTime.co. All right, Noah, there are plenty of outstanding performances to mention from this week's game but no why don't you start us off give us one of your player of the weeks give us out one of your first game ball it's an easy one it's a guy when you look at the box score he might not jump off the page three tackles one solo stop you're like okay why are you giving it a game ball but aiden white cornerback Aiden white he had three pass breakups in the game lined up against wake forest best receiver uh, you know when you look at what he was able to do against uh, you know, Jamal Banks, he came in 47 receptions, 528 yards, three touchdowns. They targeted him four times when White was on him. Zero receptions, three pass breakups. Aiden White was maybe had his best game of the year, just in coverage of locking down somebody, taking a receiver out of the game. He didn't allow a single reception, um, which I think is massive. I think it shows what he's capable of doing. And, you know, NC State put him on an island a little bit. They were bringing pressure at times and, and stopping the run. Well, he rose to the occasion, broke plays up. They were letting him play a little bit. He was physical against a, a big receiver like that. And I think that was good. And I think that, you know, that that deserves to be pointed out. I mean, anytime somebody can pitch a shutout on the defensive side of the ball like that, I think that's pretty massive, especially when it's you're going up against the team's number one target. Yeah, you know, we've talked to Aiden a few times this season. And um, pretty much every time we do, it comes up at some point about, like, Hey, Tony Gibson's defense leaves you on an island. How do you feel about that? And every time it's just clear. He loves it. He loves when it's just him and the receiver just going at it for, you know, the entire game, just battling. And um, Aiden White has been playing at a new level this season. He's playing at the level that got him so much preseason hype as a potential, you know, high NFL draft pick next year. Uh, you know, 
you were you're right. The refs were definitely letting them play. It was a physical game on the outside. And when that happens, it's usually not a good thing for Wake Forest, which um likes to throw up a lot of those 50-50 balls. Um, and it is a good thing for NC State because you know you have Aiden White and Shaheem Battle, who also had a really good game. Um, they're on the outside, big physical corners who are more than happy to play a physical game and um come away with those um those big plays. Aiden, I mean, you mentioned the three pass breakups. It was the, all of them. The timing was just impeccable. The, the, that's it's so hard when it's like a receiver coming across the middle and you're a defensive back and the quarterback throws it and you have to time it up where um you're making sure not to push the guy's back. You're having to make sure you're not like slapping down the arms too early. And Aiden was just um you know three for three on that. He he, he did a great job. NC State committed zero defensive penalties against Wake Forest. Like it was just not only were they playing fast, not only were they shutting down the slow mesh, but they were doing so at such a high level. Um, no, for my first game ball, I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball and I'm going to give it to Brennan Armstrong. I cannot imagine what it's that, that adversity was like for him over the past month where you come somewhere with so many expectations on you. After a, a rough year for him last year, and he's expected to play super well, he doesn't. He doesn't meet his standard. Um, you know, he gets benched. I'm guessing, thinking, you know, probably his college starting career is done. But he stayed so positive by every single account. Is he just switched over into best teammate in the world mode? And um, you know, the coaches and the players just couldn't say enough um, en- enough positive things about him. And um. <laughs> You know, we talked to Aiden White this week, and, so, and uh, someone asked him uh, about like how how did he handle the the backup role. And Aiden Aiden said like a grown ass man, and um and and then he and then he played like that on Saturday. You know, he came in, he was running tough, he was showing off that um dual threat ability that um had NC State fans so excited early in the season about his ability, and um you know it just it seemed like he was just a little more loose. He was just playing free, playing loose, having fun out there. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say he really had a turnover-worthy play against Wake Forest. Like he 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 took what the defense gave him. You know, he he completed twelve of seventeen passes for one hundred eleven yards. They weren't asking him to do a ton, but um, you know, he he executed so well. And of course, on the ground, tying his career or season high, I should say, ninety-six rushing yards. And um, finding the end zone there as well, just a really good game for him. Um, it's te- it's cl- so clear that this whole program has wrapped its arms around Brennan, and um, Brennan has embraced this opportunity once again, and um, is going to keep this offense going at a pace that it- it's going to be able to win games down the stretch. Here, I don't see a. Um, I I, th- I think he'll be able to. Yeah, generate enough positive momentum that these games, upcoming games against Virginia Tech and UNC, I think NC State will be right in the middle of them. And it's going to be a really, really entertaining into the season and potentially just an awesome story if he goes out on the high note that he's kind of set with the Wake Forest game. Um, Noah, who, who else would you like to recognize from this game? I'm going to go off the field. Let me give a game ball to defensive coordinator Tony Gibson. He was able to, you know, shut down the slow match offense that, you know, causes so many problems for so many different teams. It's caused NC State problems in Winston-Salem. Has not been an easy place for them to play. Goes in there, 
basically eliminates any offensive production that Wake Forest can do. Holds Wake to one of 12 on third down, which is the lowest of any NC State defense has held since 2018 when they held East Carolina to one of 15. So I think that that deserves it in itself. You know, how to win a game, number one, don't let a team get a first down on, on a crucial down on third down. And Wake only got eight first downs. Most of those came in the second half when their offense started to figure out some signs of life. But then NC State's defense would bend but not break and, and make a stop and get the ball back. But I think he deserves it. He, he's probably the best defensive coordinator in the NCAA at the current moment. It's a guy that NC State wants to keep around. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of phone calls in, you know, a month from now, of you know, job openings and things like that. And, and we'll see what happens. But he's a guy whose unit is playing at an elite level right now. It kind of gets, you know, poked at, well, they're good run defense, but, you know, sometimes pass defense, not so much. Well, they played an all-around game at Wake Forest, and I think he deserves, uh, um, deserves a game ball for that. Yeah, absolutely. Super deserving. Um, I think it's a tremendous testament to his coaching, to his staff's coaching this this year, just with how um, – how well, how much they've grown. I mean, you look at it and you see guys like, um, you know, a Sean Brown, you see, you know, the backup defensive lineman, Red Hibbler, Brandon Cleveland, Trevally Price, just continuously improving as the season has gone on. And um, it's just a really impressive day. And speaking of improvements, like my, my last game ball, I want to give it to Jalen Scott, who um, led NC State in tackling um, eight stops, just um, re- another really sound, good performance for him. But um, his play of the game was right after um, Wake Forest's only touchdown of the game. He intercepted the two-point conversion and took it back for a defensive point after, a little four-point swing there for the pack. Um, he, he was joking about it after the game. You know, actually, uh, Dave Doran, um, he, he, he wrapped up his press conference right before um, Jalen's, and um, he, he looks at Jalen and he goes, Speedy, you ready? And um, everyone shared a laugh over that. But, um, you know, Jalen was gassed. It was the end of a long drive. And, but he, um, his teammates were enthusiastically blocking for him down the field. And um, he had his heart set on the end zone, and he took it back for a score. That was, so that was cool to see. Um, he's playing at a super high level right now. Um, he's another guy who I think um, really stepped up after the bye week. Um, he had a couple issues with missed tackles early in the season, but he re- he's been awesome. He's been so good um, over the last few games and um, just really can't say enough about him right now and the level he's playing at. All right. So we look towards the final two games of the regular season. No, can you believe that? Like we're, we're already almost done with the regular season. It's, it's flown by. Like, what a wild season it has been, but we are nearing the end of it. NC State is 7-3. and 7-3. and three. A- After how that Duke game went, Noah, we were talking about bowl eligibility. Now we need to start talking about 10 wins. 10 wins is very much on the table if they win out now. I think I said that um... – a couple of weeks ago, and people were rolling their eyes on this podcast. Now, just joking, but yeah, I think ten wins is definitely a big possibility here. But Ethan Blacksburg awaits, and I think that that is a very tough place to play. And we'll see. I mean, I don't think you can guarantee a win there. Um, I don't, yeah. You can't guarantee any win in the ACC, but um, especially at at Virginia Tech, they're coming on strong. They had a big, big win at Boston College this weekend. So both teams coming off big wins on the road. Be interesting game, but I do think ten wins is 
more in a likelihood than it was four weeks ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and we don't need to like, you know, sit here and deliberate on you know, the percent chances that they win out. It's just that we're having this discussion. It's that after where they were at, at four and three to now at seven and three, how different the perception of this season is. I think, um, you know, in general, this was probably like a little bit of a down year for the pack because, you know, you, you lose like that, you lose the Louisville game, you lose the Duke game, but shoot you're seven and three with two get two regular season games to go on a down year i'm putting that in heavy quotation marks like that's a great year and it's another you know testament to the consistency of this program um they're going to end up somewhere between seven and ten wins again that's um you know impressive winning tradition with a team that has just really stepped up to rally around each other stay focused improve um, you know, Doran touched on it after the game. He was like, if, if you're still in improving in November, like that, that's, that's a good thing. Like, that's great. They're still making positive strides from game to game. And, um, and it still feels like they're like best football could be in front of them. So this season, and you're right. They have to hit the road again. Um, shoot. We were both in Wake Forest. I wouldn't exactly call that a, uh, daunting atmosphere in Winston-Salem. There were a lot of Wolfpack fans there for Wake Forest Senior Day. Um, you know, Virginia Tech's going to be a much different environment. Um, Virginia Tech's playing for bowl eligibility. They're at the five-win mark this season. So, um, And um, they're playing for that third-place spot in the ACC because um, right now you have a three-way tie with UNC, Virginia Tech, and NC State all at four and two in the conference this year. Um, so, you know, NC State holds its destiny for that spot. Um, unfortunately, with um, – Louisville beating UVA, I believe that um, eliminates NC State from national sign oh, for from the ACC championship contention. But you know, still a lot ahead of them, and you know, a lot to look forward to. So right now, seven and three. You look forward to UNC and Virginia Tech. Noah, just what's, um, you know, we've been doing this for a few weeks now. Just um, your overall, like, how are you feeling about NC State heading into the final stretch of the regular season? I think the, feeling a lot different than I was feeling after the Duke game going into the bye week. I think, you know, we thought that this is a big turning point for the team. And I think that was a turning point for the season. You know, look at it. Mm-hmm. They had a really bad loss. You know, Dave Dorn called it a humiliating loss. He said that multiple times. That loss stung a lot. And I think that loss has propelled them to three straight wins. Um, they, they looked at themselves in the bye week, said, what is going on? Figured out what they do well and have done it even better than they were doing, you know, before. Um, so I think that that is the case. Two games left, two tough opponents, Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Um, but two opponents that NC State has beaten in the past. Um, and, and they can do that. Um, I think, you know, we'll just have to see, you know, what team shows up. So far, the same team has shown up three weeks in a row, and I think that's a good thing. And, and Dave Dorn has talked about being the best team in the ACC over the last five weeks. Well, so far, so good in that. They're, they're 3-0 and on a three-game winning streak. Um, unfortunately, yeah, they, they won't be able to play in Charlotte in a few weeks, but I think that, you know, the more they win, the better bowl they get. And you talk about seven wins again. Seven to ten wins is where they're going to finish. Um, 
Dave Dorn is consistent again. We talked about it a few weeks ago. He's only had two seasons in his, his 11 years where they didn't finish with seven or more wins. I think that's impressive in itself. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. But feeling good about this team right now. And I think I'm feeling even better than I was on Friday, just seeing how they manage the offense with Brandon Armstrong and how the defense rose to the occasion yet again. Yeah, and before we wrap up, I just wanted to touch on something you just said, where um, you said the the same team showed up for three straight weeks, right? And, you know, that's something that it felt like, you know, we do our weekly score predictions every week, and I felt like I had no pulse for um, you know, what version of NC State was going to show up during that stretch where it was, you know, Louisville, Marshall, Duke. I just didn't have like a good feeling for, um, you know, what NC State was going to look like in those contest tests. Now it, I f- just feel like I have a good picture of what this team is. I think they've clearly established who the 2023 NC State football team is over the past few weeks. And that's a huge testament to them. They um, didn't get discouraged. They didn't get down. They established a very, very strong identity that, um, you know, was, you know, persisted through quarterback changes, persisted through um, injuries throughout the season, and has just um, persisted throughout this season in a really impressive way that um, I think has both of us very optimistic about the state of the program moving forward. And, um, of course, for the last few games here. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Um, thank you all for listening to the Wolfpackers show. Um, we'll be back on Thursday to break down everything to do with Virginia Tech. Um, and maybe sooner if there's more breaking news. Um, um, we, we've, we recorded a couple pods this week about the quarterback situation and everything that was going on with MJ Morris's decision to redshirt the rest of the year. So go check those out if you haven't already. And um Thank you all for again for watching and listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review the Wolfpacker show and go check us out on thewolfpacker.com. All right. Thank you all for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.